0: A lot of times people are mixed up in this life, not able to make sense of anything, not able to figure out anything until they have their defining moment with the Lord God Almighty. in the man cave. Boom. I love you guys. Hey, thank you so much for watching the videos, guys. I appreciate it. And if you haven't subscribed to my channel, would you go ahead and hit that subscription button and that bell? And every time I put one out, you're gonna be notified of it. I also want to say, I love you all my supporters and patreon guys you are the best absolutely you are keeping Matt out of the factories bros but hey from the bottom of my heart a big thank you to my patreon supporters my buy me a coffee supporters and my paypal one-time gift supporters all three of you are the tip of the sword and again you are a blessing to me and my family in all of our lives we have a defining moment and A lot of times, until we have that moment, we're kind of likened unto a fish out of water. When we look at the Apostle Paul, one of the things that we're going to see is a structured life. Meaning from the outside, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was born into the right house of the tribe of Benjamin. Everything was lining up correctly for his future and yet, in Acts 9.3, it says these words, As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And that was the moment that God interjected into Saul's life and renamed him Paul. You and I know him as Paul the Apostle. Saul was never the same from this moment on. Saul was doing what he thought was the right thing to do which at that time was persecute christians meaning we got to get rid of the naysayers we got to get rid of the people who aren't like-minded if it takes torturing them we'll do it if it takes killing them i have papers and so he was about what he thought was god's business and i just want to interject this how many people me included at some point in our lives thinking we were about our father's business reality we were about our own business or Satan's business and we felt justified in the things that we did and the things that we said oh my goodness but God again like I said stops everything and Paul has a moment for Moses it was the burning bush it wasn't the murdering of the Egyptian and wandering for 40 years for Peter I guarantee he caught a fish that big sometime in his life and he might have thought that was the pinnacle. Hey buddies, guess what? I caught the big one, okay? Sure you did, Peter. No, with Peter, it was walking on water. What about Daniel? I wonder if everything didn't change after he spent the night with the lions. He'd already seen the hand of God in his life, but that's just my estimation. Or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Do you think they were ever the same after standing up To the greatest man in all of the world king nebuchadnezzar and getting thrown into the fire and then getting to dance with jesus god allows these pivotal moments in our life and friends let me just tell you what happens our life is never the same i can think about seven years something that took place in my life and i rarely rarely ever mention it but it changed everything in my life because god had to tear me all the way down to the foundation and build me back up as a man i thought this could never happen to me god would never do this but god allowed it in my life because of what i'm not going to tell you with joshua who's now in command because moses has died I i was wondering was it when he crossed the jordan or was it when he got to the other side of the jordan he's standing there And he sees a rogue warrior in the field and that was a Christophany of Jesus. There are defining moments in all of our lives that change our lives forever. These moments, these encounters with the living God oftentimes set the precedence, set the standard, set the journey for the rest of your life. Yeah, but the the Bible and all the characters in the Bible and, and their lives and we can pick and glean All their defining moments. I think of Elisha when Elijah was walking through the field. And what was Elisha doing? He was plowing the field with the 12th set of oxen. And Elijah, the great prophet, threw his cloak over the shoulders of Elisha. And Elisha had to choose. But what most people don't realize is that God is always preparing us for our encounter with him. We oftentimes think, oh my goodness, I hate where I'm at. You know, this season, this life, my job, you know, the lack of relationships or this relationship was so bust. I, I mean, we, 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 we get so down and out because it just seems like so much of life is such a grind. But we don't understand that God is preparing us for our encounter with him. What God is bringing Is going to go above and beyond anything that they have experienced thus far in life It's going to stretch them. It's it's gonna broaden their borders. Sometimes it's new. It's oftentimes different We oftentimes feel ill-prepared. It takes us outside of our comfort zone It takes us outside of our gifts talents ability our resources what we think we're capable of that's the encounter God brings and even right now you're being prepared for that and listen very carefully when God intersects our life oftentimes at a, what we would call a crisis of belief you got to choose what if Elisha said this my parents are rich it's a true statement uh, this is the 12th yoke of oxen you see the other servants out there they have the other 11 you want me to leave all this and follow you what if Moses just continued, because Moses was fighting God on this, what if Moses continued to fight God and says, no, I'm not going to do it? What if you decide, you tell God I'm not going to do it, and then for the rest of your life you're placed on a shelf? Or you could say yes to God and be a little fearful of the unknown and the hows and the whys, and go down the rabbit hole with king jesus and realize this no matter what i go through he said he's never going to leave me he's never going to forsake me listen to this. you might be in one of three places right now god's preparing you for your divine appointment and you're frustrated nothing makes sense you might have already experienced your divine call and wow you're living it i mean you're literally living it out you can look back within your mind And you can put your finger on the date and the time that God acted. And it doesn't have to be a bright shining light knocking you off a horse. And it doesn't have to be the great prophet Elijah throwing his cloak around you. It can be a still small voice or it could be Jesus saying jump out of the boat and you followed. Or maybe you're coming to the end. Your moment was a long time ago. God got involved and he showed up and showed out and your life has never been the same. And now you're coming to the end of that. No matter where you are in the scheme of things, we're all called unto God. And the key here is God. God is leading us, guiding us, taking us into the unknown. He's preparing us. He's strengthening us. He is our God. He's not limiting himself in your life. He's blessing your life with himself. Listen to this commentary on this text. The secret of a great life is often a man's ability to discern the defining moments given to him by God, understanding them, learning to walk in them, going that path less traveled, leading him to the ultimate destination. See, we're all going towards Christ, are we not? If we're Christians, we are. And yet there is a road that's less traveled, a road that you're not going to be frustrated on as much, a road that God has willed for your life. He has spoken a decretive thing over you. And why fight him on it? Do you imagine the only story about Moses was him in the basket floating in the river and then him killing the Egyptian and that's all we ever heard because he dug his heels in? A.W. Tozier said this, it is doubtful that God uses anyone greatly before hurting them deeply. Oh my goodness, does that not ring true? What most people don't realize in God's will for your life is something called pain because pain it cuts deep, it hurts, it teaches, it defines. C.S. Lewis said this, that God uses pain as a megaphone to a lost and dying world. Because, why? Because we're so busy in our lives doing our thing, doing our routine. And yes, we've given a segment to God. I mean, I tithe, I go to church, I'm watching you, Matt, but God doesn't want leftovers. God doesn't want a segment, God wants all of you. And so he uses the gift of pain. And oftentimes that's what goes on in our lives. That's how God gets our attention. I have yet to meet anyone. Listen very carefully to what I'm gonna say. It's the realest thing. I've yet to meet anyone that truly had a great relationship with God and loved God that didn't suffer pain somehow, some way. I mean, I can think of some of the greatest people that have influenced me and inspired me and strengthened me, but man, God put them through it like you wouldn't believe. And sometimes it's the most painful things that God chooses to use. It's the things that mean the most to us, or the, or the people who have meant the most to us, who betrayed us. I mean, and, and you're like, you got to realize there's, there's nothing off limits to God. God says He's going to sanctify you, whether you like it or not. He's going to make you a gift for the Son. See, God is going to sanctify you, whether you like it or not. If gold could talk, I promise you it wouldn't be saying, throw me in the furnace, boil me until all the dross and impurities and sin come out of me, skim me over, drop down the heat, and do it again and again and again. And that's how they make gold. And when the goldsmith looks over the gold and he can see his face, then the gold's ready to be poured. Jesus says he was poured out for his people like a drink offering. He gave everything for you. Part of this life is suffering. We don't like it. We get through it because we have to. No one signs up for it. No one would ever volunteer for it. But God has chosen these things for us. He has. It rains on the just and the unjust. No one gets through this life without being scathed, without being pruned, without being trimmed up, molded up, sanded, sifted, bruised, battered. Paul at one time was visiting a city, you know what he said? He said this, I'm, uh, you know, we're so close to death. We're just so close. You know, death is right there, but that wasn't God's plan at the time. But that's how hard he was suffering. Guys, suffering is, should be nothing foreign to a Christian. If Jesus went through it, what makes you think we won't have to suffer a little bit as well? And God's preparing you for your defining moment. You're either preparing for it, you're in it, or you're coming to the end of it. But life is hard. God is always there for you. He promises, I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to strand you. I I won't do it. Uh, You have to realize that God doesn't change. He doesn't lie. Call it immutability of God. The fact that in God's nature, He can't change. So what He's promised, you can hold on to. All the promises of God, you can hold on to it. Don't run from that defining moment that God has for you. Even though you don't like it, even though it's scary, even though it's unknown and it's, it's out of the norm, run to God and realize whatever God calls you to, He will prepare you to get you through God. it. God cannot fail you. He won't. But allow Him to mold you into something beautiful for His Son. And then one day you're gonna be rewarded beyond measure in this life and the next. Don't fight the pain. Cry out to God. He will help you through the pain. Realize this, guys. Listen, listen, listen. The pain isn't forever. It's to get our attention, and it's to get you where God needs you to go, and it works. Once you've had your defining moment, you're never the same. Pray that God would give you eyes to see and ears to hear so you know when it's upon you, and you can make the correct choice. Not my will, but thy will be done. Hey, this is Matt in the cave.